and you're listening to The Lydia Project, Conversations with Christian Women. In today's episode, Mel Kutuzov chats with Tracy McHugh. It's an interview that was recorded for an evangelistic event that's held at my church where women share their stories and people can come along and invite their friends to hear about what it looks like to live as a Christian. In today's episode, Tracy talks about her new life in Christ. You'll be delighted as you hear about all the ways that God has been at work in her life to bring her to Jesus, from being a band groupie to opening the door to some Jehovah's Witnesses and her early readings of the Bible using a concordance that was given to her. In the conversation, she mentions WOW, which is short for Women on Wednesdays. You can probably work it out from the context, but WOW is a bunch of women who get together in small groups and read the Bible and pray and grow together. Stay tuned at the end because there's a little bit more talking after the music. Thank you for having me at your place. Our kids have had fun playing too. I'm really nervous about doing this video because I have to listen to the sound of my own voice and I'm just going to be cringing. But it's the safest thing to do because you have your fourth baby due in November. Yes, yes, very exciting. I've been wondering if you're going to be there on the night with this new little baby in your arms. Possibly. It's the ninth, isn't it? Hopefully not. Hopefully we'll <laughs> wait another couple of weeks, yeah. So you're planning a home birth again? Yes, yes. We've had all the other kids at home and, uh, yeah, we're planning to do the same again. We'll see how it all turns out, yeah. And at what point will you kind of tell them that anything's happening, do you think? Well, hopefully if it happens through the night, that's ideal, and then they can just keep sleeping and we can do our thing. We'll try and keep them occupied until the last minute, I think, when, you know, all the magic happens. (laughs) Oh, it's so exciting. So you grew up in Canberra with your mum and your dad and a brother and a sister. Yes. Who you didn't get along with that well, but now you talk to lots on the phone. Yes. And um, you finished school and you started working. Yeah, in retail, in optical. And then you met Quinn and moved to Melbourne, is that right? Yes, I met him through some friends of mine who were doing a music course at the TAFE or whatever it was, CIT, back in Canberra. And uh, he joined my friend's band and, yeah. Oh, right. I sort of, yeah, went along and uh, I I was a groupie and (laughs) met him that way. And so did you, you know, eyes meet while he was performing or something? Not quite. After the performance? No, I think think he played hard hard to get for a fair while, actually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so do you get along to many of his gigs now or it's it's a bit tricky it is a bit tricky he does a lot of weddings um but when he's doing like a daytime one if it's sort of on the weekend that is a family friendly one as well we've Mm. we've been to a few and the kids like that they would love that yeah yeah they do and so when you were growing up in Canberra you sometimes went along to church with your mum but when did you really start to hear about Jesus I sort of had to reflect on this for for quite a while because I always consider myself a a new Christian. Having thought about it, um, there were influences throughout my life, like I said, with my mum being Anglican. She'd take us to church at Easter time or Christmas time and, you know, we'd talk around those times. But otherwise, um, growing up, I used to go to this uh, beach mission scripture union mm-hmm. where people would come around dressed as clowns and they'd come around the caravan park and they'd play music and um, collect up all the kids and we'd all go across to like a big circus tent and 
hear about Jesus there. So I really think that that's probably the real base of um, of my mm. learning about Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. you mentioned that there was a lady who yes. kind of stayed in touch with you a little bit. Yes, yes. Um, she used to write me letters uh, and she even sent me a Bible as well, which at the time, regrettably, I found really difficult to read. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a very straightforward, yeah. I think it was uh, the Good News um, yes. Bible. But, uh, yeah, I, I wish I could get in contact with her and thank her. Um, mm. And I'm wondering how I could do that. But, uh, yeah, she certainly was, was really caring and, and loving and uh, wanted to share um, the good news. You were saying maybe about six years ago you sort of started to search again a little bit. Mm. What was it that kick-started that? Well, I guess sort of having my firstborn, having Liam, mm. sort of got me reflecting on where I was in my life and where I wanted to be. I had some Jehovah's Witnesses knock at the door and usually I would sort of say, no, thank you and see you later, close the door. But at this time I'm feeling, you know what, you know, it's nice to let them in and have a chat to them, try and do the right thing. And, uh, yeah, there was something sort of telling me that I probably shouldn't close the door on them and, and hear what they have to say. After quite a few weeks of discussions and reading their Bibles and... Mm they perhaps presented things from the Jehovah's Witness point of view. Mm. It got me thinking, and I thanked them very much, but eventually I sort of thought, well, you know, this sounds, some of it sounds quite good, but not quite for me. So I thanked them very much and uh, said, I'm just going to start reading the Bible on my own. And so I did. I um, Actually, my uh, mother-in-law gave me a Bible, uh, and it had the topical concordance in it. So I started looking up like the you know, references to whatever was going on in my life and I could sort of find it like a dictionary. Yes, you know, this works. And, yeah, it was good to, to read a few different passages um, mm. to help explain things, I guess, that was going on in my life. Yes. Yeah. And what was happening for Quinn around this time as well? Yeah, it's interesting because we sort of both independently were sort of exploring Jesus and the gospel and he was having a lot of philosophical discussions with mm. his boss and his brother, um, both Christians, asking the, all the nitty-gritty questions yeah. and uh, almost trying to sort of find a flaw in it. But eventually mm. I think that you get to a point where it just all makes sense and it's hard to find fault with. Yeah, He uh, ended up going overseas with his boss over to Bali um, and did a bit of mission work going into, you know, little... Um, country sort of towns villages and things, and villages, things. yep, mm-hmm. and uh, playing a bit of music. And, uh, yeah, I think that was a real turning point for him. When he came back, uh, we sort of got talking a bit more uh, about how he felt and mm-hmm. how I felt. And uh, I guess, yeah, we, we sort of started praying together, which was really strange at first, but obviously really nice as well, yeah. And what were you hoping for your children at that time as well? Yeah, um, well, we sort of thought, like, we want our children... We're reflecting on how we want our children to grow up, what sort of morals we want them to have and how they should behave, that sort of thing. And... Then there was a question of why do we want them to behave in this way? What's the reasoning behind it? And, uh, you know, Jesus 
you know, saving us is, you know, the, the most perfect reason that we can have for them. Yeah. It, it sounds like all those little seeds from your childhood, especially mm. with that lady particularly caring mm. for you, yeah. as you talk to more people and read the Bible for yourself, it, it sounds like you started to trust Jesus. Yes, yes. And and what happened as you started to come yeah. along to church? Yeah. So just little bit by little bit, I could slowly sort of draw everything together. Mm. I even found, you know, I remember driving home from church um, one week just going, oh, so Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they're all related, you know, they're the same, but they're different. And, you know, just... <laughs> That clicking as an adult um, yes. was, you know, pretty, pretty profound for me. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I think it just started to make more and more sense each time I went mm. um, about Jesus's precious gift. You know, to see what that means and how grateful I can be for that. Mm, yeah. What are you thinking of in particular when you when you think of that? There was a study in particular that we did um, at Colossians, which was um, putting off your old self and putting on your new self in Jesus. And although I am who I am and I've lived the life that I have, there's a lot of things in my past, you know, growing up that uh, not always the best decisions or that I'm not especially proud of. And it's incredibly freeing and just makes me feel, you know, just so glad that I can leave that in the past and that Jesus has paid for um, paid for that already for me and now I can stand blameless at the end of the day and, and now have eternal life. And it sounds like, um, especially at the beginning when you were just starting to connect those dots and mm. figure out where Jesus fit in, that you had a lot of questions. Well, I still have a lot of questions. <laughs> Um, my WOW group has been amazing. They've been very supportive and uh, I can come along and ask them, you know, with a straight face, I can ask the most obvious questions or, and they're always very respectful and, and try and help me where they can. Mm. But, you know, I started off sort of thinking about, oh, what about the dinosaurs? And what about Neanderthal man? Mm-hmm. And I think in the end, I just came to the realisation that, you know, historically, you know, the most important parts are in the Bible and uh, that sort of stuff is a bit more of a distraction. You know, Mm. it's not really part of the the big picture. It sounds like you started out your search when you sort of opened the door to those JWs that you were thinking, you know, you wanted to live a better life and you wanted to live an ethical life. Mm. And where do you feel you've ended up? What What did you find in your search? Yeah, it's interesting because... From the perspective before I have had a relationship with God, mm. I was looking at it from a personal point of view, being I want to be a better person and mm. I you know I you know, I want to be a good person. Whereas now it's more I want to be a good person, not for myself, but to say thank you, um, to say thank you to Jesus and 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 God and say and and live my life for them instead of instead of for me yeah for him I can tell by the way that you're speaking that you're close with Jesus and that I'm sitting in the presence of of a woman who knows just how good God has been even though it's also kind of ordinary at the same time you know we're here in your lounge in the gap we're having our cups of tea and 
I'm wondering about those ordinary little situations, you know, how does your relationship with Jesus sort of soak into all of those little moments in the everyday? Yeah, look, especially being a mum of young children, um, it's just incredibly reassuring to know that God is with me every step of the every step mm. of the day uh, when I'm having a really tough time and I'm you know yelling at the kids or you know just pulling my hair out with frustration mm. if I go away to a quiet space and I just you know cry out to God can you please help me I really need some help here just you know help me get through this situation and you know it is always better. It it, mm. I, it reassures me that I know he's there and that, you know, I can get through this with his help. And um, I loved uh, when we were talking earlier, you were kind of talking a little bit about what it was like with your family growing up and, mm. and you know, what a cafe situation might have been. And yes. could you tell us more about what that would have been like yes. and what you're like now? Yeah, uh, look, we... Uh, <laughs> in my family... Even in Canberra in particular, I, I think it's the culture there. Uh, mm. We like to sort of look at other people and sort of make comments or judgments about other people, whether or not they can hear us or not, uh, which, you know, can be incredibly embarrassing sometimes. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, it just has really made me think twice about everybody's on the uh, level playing field. Everyone's the same. God loves us all equally. And it's not my place to, to, you know, look at other people and, uh, you know, make comments and, and judge mm. about them. So, uh, yes, quite often I'll just be sitting there quietly. <laughs> yeah. With your newfound, I don't know, empathy or understanding? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Just to realise that everybody is, is in the same, in the same mm. boat, yeah. I'm wondering, what would you say to someone who perhaps going through a similar kind of search to you, someone who's wanting life to be better or wanting to be better themselves, what would what would you say to someone who's starting out on that journey? I would say talk to your Christian friends, someone you feel really comfortable with. Ask all the questions that you feel like you, you need to because, you know, there there is a lot of questions that we've got going through um, this process. And... Uh, you know, I, I think coming to church has really helped that, working through the Bible and reading through the Bible, um, and studying as well, studying the um, different books. And eventually I think uh, it just makes sense. It just all, all the pieces will fall in together. And uh, whilst it doesn't necessarily make life easier, mm. it helps you to, to understand and to... Uh, Knowing God helps you to deal with every situation that we could ever come across. Um, so any time that there's any trouble or times when there's not, when you're just so joyful, you know, it, it, you can just praise the Lord and uh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been a real privilege for us and I feel very humbled and inspired. So thank you. Thank you. Hi again. I just wanted to mention a couple of things that came up in the interview and just give you a bit more information about them. One of them, of course, was Tracy was talking about having her baby. She didn't end up having her baby before the 
event that this interview was shown at, but she did go on to have a baby and now has a healthy number four in her family. Another thing that Tracy mentioned was going to Beach Mission and how there was a particular lady who took an interest in her and wrote her letters and even sent her a Bible. And she did mention that she'd love to meet up with this woman if possible. Well, Lydia Project listeners, can you help? Here's what we know about this woman. The mission was in Batemans Bay at a caravan park in the early 90s. Tracy was about 10 and she figures this woman, whose name is Philippa, as far as she remembers, uh, was in her mid-20s. Although we both did agree that when you're 10, you really don't have a great grasp of age and Philippa could have been 16 or 36. It's hard to know. But if she was in her mid-20s, she'd be in her 40s now and isn't that a great age to be. So if you know of anyone who was on the Batemans Bay Beach mission, in the early 90s. Could you ask them if they know of a girl called Philippa? And hopefully we can find her and get her in contact with Tracy because that would just be lovely. You can contact me via the Facebook page. That's probably the easiest way. Um, just send a private message. Um, yeah, and let's try and find this girl.